0: Welcome to the True Talk Cafe podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. We're so excited that you're here. Our podcast will tackle a myriad of topics ranging from relationships to personal development and everything in between. Today's show is called He Loves Me, He Loves Me Not. You guessed it. This is our tribute to Valentine's Day. This is sure to be a fascinating conversation. But before we dive in, let me introduce you to the pod crew. My name is Renee Stewart, and I'm joined by my co-host, Carla DeCore, Lolly Ramirez-Bennett, and our other co-host, Anna Garcia, is feeling a little under the weather, and we're wishing her all the best. So collectively, we span four generations. Can you believe that? We've all experienced ups and downs in our personal lives and professional careers that have qualified us to share our unique perspectives with you, and we are excited to do so. But before we get into today's content, I want to let you know where you can find us on social media. On Instagram and Facebook, you can find us using at True Talk Cafe. On Twitter, you can find us using at True Talk Cafe 1. Don't forget to like us, rate us, and leave a review. We value your feedback. We want to ensure that we are providing the content that resonates with you. So please don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on whatever platform you listen to your podcast.
1: So we're super excited about today's show. You'll want to stay tuned to hear about what our guests are going to share about love and relationships. Yes, we're aware that some may be looking forward to Valentine's Day and maybe some others may not be. Whatever your perspective is, our goal is to present different views in this discussion. Also, stick around to find out how you can join us on a live show. So now let's get started. All right. So as you
2: can see, we are feeling the love, right? We have all red attire on today. So let's talk about what is love? Why does it matter to be in a relationship? When is the perfect time to really find a life partner? Am I doing that? I can't find a soulmate. And I think these are questions that we often ask ourselves when we're looking for love. As you know, Valentine's Day is here, so let us begin with a little history about this special day. So this day includes a lot of mystery and different stories about the history of Valentine's Day, but the general knowledge is that it is a day to celebrate romance. The holidays name comes from St. Valentine. The Catholic Church recognizes at least three different saints named Valentine or Valentinos. One story tells us that a priest named Valentine defied Emperor Claudius II, who had decided that single men made better soldiers than those with wives and families. By continuing to perform marriages for long lovers, the priest Valentine kind of became known for that. When he was discovered, he was put to death by the emperor. Other stories also suggest that Valentine was in prison, and he fell in love with a young girl, possibly his jailer's daughter, who visited him during his confinement. And before his death, allegedly, he wrote a letter to her signed from your Valentine, which I'm sure you all have seen it, is a general expression that we still use today, right? So, did you know actually that the English poet Geoffrey Chaucer was the first to record St. Valentine's Day as a day of romantic celebration? in a 1375 poem called, The Parliament of Fools." Well, regardless of how this celebration was initiated, I know I love Valentine's Day, I like to be celebrated, uh, and I'm sure many of you also do. So we are happy to have a special day to celebrate our loved ones, whether it is friends, a special loved one, a spouse, and everyone really that means something special to us. So I think we all love the idea of being in love. I know I do although I have a lovely husband who I love very much. I have always loved reading about love stories and simply falling in love, right? So why do we like being in love? We let ourselves fall in love because you're in love. You may experience some of the things that make us feel happy, such as releasing more dopamine in the brain. Our focus becomes more positive, intensifying attraction, emotional dependency, planning for the future. Just feeling on empathy. However, we know that it takes more than love to maintain a healthy relationship. Some of us find love in different places. Some of us have found our happily ever after, and some of us are still looking for it. So, today we have a guest that will kind of share his perspective and experiences on this topic. I've been knowing Jose for a while, and I think uh, he will be exciting to hear from about special days. So, let me introduce you to the wonderful. Jose Pina. He is a certified body language specialist. He's a published behavioral researcher. He studies the science of nonverbal skills so he can teach others how to improve their communication. Some of his favorite topics are leadership, emotional intelligence, charisma, and deception detection. He's taught various groups and individuals and wants to make sure you know how your body language or how to read others. I always have so much fun uh, speaking with Jose because I always learn something new from him about body language and communication. So without further ado, Jose, hello, Jose.
1: Hello, hello. thanks for having me.
2: Well, thank you so much for joining us today about, you know, to talk about this very special topic. So let me start with, uh, I guess, a question that we would like to hear from you about. So what do you think makes a
1: healthy relationship?
3: Probably biased because of my Profession, but communication for sure. Mm-hmm. Communicating whether it's verbal or nonverbal, because sometimes we see things that are not said. And that's very important when you do see those things that you acknowledge them. Because if you let them go, sometimes they come back their head up later. So communication would be would be that answer.
2: Right. Right. So let's talk about that. So you said, you know, body language, right? So when you're maybe in an early relationship, mm-hmm. how What percentage do you think body language may play in how well a couple communicates?
3: I think it's high. And again, if you miss certain signals that you may not have picked up, it can alter, it could affect, you know, how that goes. And when you're talking about first dates, second dates, third dates, a lot of people, you are in a situation where you're asking yourself whether you're on one side or the other, do I want to go and see this person again? And a lot of it, I think goes within communication, but some of it does have to do, you know, by picking activities. What do you what do you go out and do? Or are you gonna do dinner? Are you gonna do a movie? Are you gonna kinda of communicating again and finding out about this person in the early stages verbally, you know, really affects that but as well when you're in the body length, you know, are they do the distancing. So small cues and also just when you're talking to other person, it's uh, a question that you shouldn't have, or maybe too soon. The um, simple, simple facial expression, expression could probably tell that that they didn't, they don't want to answer that question, or, and that's not a good topic to maybe bring up right now. And you should know with that, like to cue you, okay, maybe I should move on instead of keep pushing the subject because they don't want to talk about it. And it could be split seconds where if you don't decide that and you keep pushing the subject and you didn't read the body language, then you're putting yourself into you know uncharted territory where you don't want to go into. Mm -hmm. So I think in the earlier stages is very important, especially because there's a lot that goes on and a lot that you can miss. Mm
2: -hmm. What about if we go at maybe even like earlier before if you're trying to meet someone? So let's talk about, you know, those people that may be looking for someone. What are some things that maybe they should pick up on when they're out there dating or trying to find someone to date?
3: Yes. So I always like to bank on the, the love at first sight uh, statement that's used sometimes. And some people are like, no, I don't believe in love at first sight. Uh, it's not a thing. But for me, it actually does happen because it may not be love, quote unquote, per se, like you were describing it earlier in your introduction. But there is a lot of information, again, that from the first time you lay eyes on someone that you take in and you're going to start judging them and perceive them in a certain way. And we say we don't like that, right? Don't judge a book by its cover. But we do. Instinctually, and as humans, we do. And there's going to be a lot of information that comes in from both sides. And I think one of the most important things that when you see someone is, you know, trying to feel how you feel and find out how that is, how that goes for you. And then also to engage, you want to make sure that you have their attention as well. So one of the first things is just eye contact in the, in the beginning, immediately. Uh, you may lay eyes on someone, you may see them, but they don't acknowledge you. They maybe don't even know you exist yet. And a simple rule, I can I start teaching because I'm going to be giving tips, I guess, now that we can because this is one of the rules that I use. Within gazing is you typically want three exchanged and mutual glances at the beginning. So if you make eye contact with someone and you see someone and maybe they look back at you and you're like, okay, I have their attention and you think that's it. um, You're going to want to wait maybe one or two more extra glances there to make sure that you have their attention. And also in that time, whether it's a couple seconds minutes or maybe you know closer to an hour that those glances were exchanged uh, you want to make sure and feel that that it's okay to approach one and two how are you going to approach which i know is very difficult for a lot of people just i think that's what goes in that little tangle that back and forth and i put it all on glancing or just eye exchange make sure that that person acknowledges you and that Obviously, you saw someone, right? So um, I think eye, eye contact is important in the very, very beginning, like the start of anything.
2: It's like flirting, right? Yes. Oh, I like flirting. What <laughs> about, um, I hear often that men fall in lust versus in love and women fall in
3: love. Uh, yeah, that's, I think that's, it does happen a lot, again, with visual. So you're going to see someone, you're going to lay eyes on someone. And uh, we do tend to, it's encoded in us because of evolution. We, you know, we were meant to reproduce. And I think in part, a lot of that for, for people who want to reproduce, you know, it's, it's an old, old habit of ours. And I think a lot of people look into that and it kicks in, whether we acknowledge it or not, you know, it's wired within us. And that's part of the physical side of things when you're going to see someone. And for guys, maybe it's quicker because they're going to look at those features first or a physical facet first. And so when you say that or hear that guys fall faster in lust, it, it might be that just because the, of the reproduction thing that's, that's encoded within us that we have to multiply, we have to keep creating humans. And I know it's not that superficial. It goes way deeper. But in general, when it comes to physique and looks, I think that's the part of it that we, we are made, you know, whether we want or not by option, uh, to multiply. And so when you talk about lust and you know that falling into... The physical attraction. I think that's what goes into it, that it's going to kick in. And, and then after that, what you do with it, whether you feel that lust or not, it's it up to you because you, we still have a, a conscience that we could do something about it.
2: Mm-hmm. That's true. So, what would you say are some, maybe some of the common mistakes that people make on first dates?
3: On first dates, I want to say uh, maybe I'm old school, but just proper manners, opening doors, mm-hmm. things like that. Oh, greetings. Mm-hmm. So, from the very beginning, we, now, since, you know, digital world, you have apps, someone first digitally and now you're getting a picture and so when you, you take them and you met someone there and, and then now you want to meet in person. And so you have to take into account both that you could be meeting someone online digitally first and then you're meeting them in person or maybe you met them in person. And then because it goes both ways, then you see their digital presence and it's two different things. So, you know, first impressions go into that. And so I think first impressions in the way you greet someone. So there's always that awkward when you see someone and it's your date or, you know, you actually like someone, you meet them. There's this little tangle whether it's a handshake or a hug. And it gets awkward sometimes because you want to go in and you're like, uh, what do I do? Like, do I go close in for too much, you know, contact and space or do I just do a simple handshake sometimes and have it somewhat formal? And then at the end of the day, yeah, it's a back and forth. Sometimes it gets awkward. And from the beginning, that's it. Some people like just lose it there. That, that's, it actually affects things where I know that because I trained from the behavior lab, signs of people. They did a study that did that on the show. There was an old school show called Blind Date, I think, or something like that. And I know it's TV. I know it's somewhat fixed. Uh, there's, you know, TV magic, but. From the chart, from what they discovered, they looked at all the dates and they, they specifically looked at what was the interaction, the very first interaction, whether it was just a simple wave hello, whether it was a handshake or it was a hug. And the hugs and handshakes got a little bit more better reception as far as, you know, were they going to date again or see each other? So, of course, that's because introducing a little bit of a touch, appropriate touch, whether it's a handshake or a hug, that's welcomed. And so that always helps that very first impression of when you meet someone. So I think that greeting at the beginning... It happens two or three seconds or very quick, can really tell what's going to happen moving forward.
2: And tell me something because I know someone told me that politicians they purposely mm-hmm. go and they shake your hand with two hands, right? Like they kind of grab your hand with both of their hands yes. about personal touch that kind of make helps you make that connection early on before you even know anything about that person. Do you think that's true?
3: It, it is. We call it the politician's handshake because they are inducing. More touch, so they will grab your hand. They will go in and they will put the other hand on the back of your hand, or they will grab your hand and grab your elbow, which also causes you to close in a little bit closer. And within all this, I'm probably going to repeat myself on two big topics of body language: which is haptics and proxemics, which is just touch and spacing. You're going to see a lot of that being mentioned. Uh, and so that's what that is: when someone handshakes you and they do the politicians, a double handshake, like added extra hand, is more haptics. You're touching that person more and inducing more, and then also spacing. And with haptics, that just goes a little bit more deeper on um, oxytocin, which is the chemical level, and that's just a connection level. It's the cuddle hormone, what they call it, and that's all that is. Even in a handshake on something that's formal or more social, such as a mm-hmm. handshake or a hug, oxytocin is going to be induced, which causes a chemical connection inside both people. So yeah, politician handshake does have connect a little bit quicker or more at the beginning of interaction.
2: Mm-hmm. So do you think that that does help, I guess, make that best mm-hmm. first impression when you're meeting someone? Maybe, can I get personal? Can I actually, like, if you're dating someone, going on a date, uh-huh. what will help you feel more comfortable with that person or more welcoming? If you first meet them, you know, would it be, I know Spanish people, we like the kiss on the cheek. Oh, hi. Right. Whatever. Uh, so what what do you think is better to help that person feel more comfortable on the first day
3: for them to do to, to to someone or like for you to approach someone or which, from a men's perspective i guess approachable and comforted because again we we read into people immediately and you can tell was there a slight hesitation in the first step that uh they didn't want to come up for a hug or a handshake or are they just going to sit there and wave and say hi like that's the greeting again the first impression greeting yeah if i see that if i still are a little bit they're a little bit more reserved you you kind of want to you know don't go in if you just want to wave and, and do that as well. So for it to be a little bit more comfortable, I just the reciprocation. it's going to be a handshake, if it's going to be a hug, a smile. I know it's not very universal. We you all know what a smile means. As long as, long as it's, it's real and real genuine, and, and it's not a fake smile, like hey, I'm happy to be here, but I don't want to go on this date. As long as it's something that's like genuine and reciprocated, then you could smile back. I would just start off with that a, a smile that says that I. You're comfortable, and that I could be around you, and we're going to share space, and then either a handshake or a hug would be would be something that's a good sign.
2: Okay. Well, let me go to my podcasts and let me ask them. You know, maybe from your experiences dating, let me start with Renee. You know, Renee likes to date. So, what are what are some maybe mistakes that you've seen in dates? Maybe from you or other people that have shared with you
0: some mistakes i'm going to talk about others first and then maybe i'll share something about myself <laughs> from others what i've seen and what i've heard from other girlfriends or even guy friends basically sharing too much on the first date trying to move in too quickly so what they're thinking is oh you know we have some chemistry here and now they think you know the next day they're going ring shopping <laughs> so it's like you have to just kind of pull back and just have fun and take it day by day. You know, definitely as far as uh, first impressions, making sure that you're, that you're dressed appropriately for the date. Your nails are clean. <laughs> you're, you know, you're, you've got your hygiene together. You know what I mean? <laughs> definitely. Because I know for me, I want to see a nice warm smile. You know, and uh hello, nice to meet you. That you know, that's what I want to hear. It's fine if you want to do a handshake or go in for a hug. Typically, if you're gonna go in for a hug, I would say, like, oh, I'm a hugger, or you know, something like that. So, because a lot of people right now, especially with COVID, because people are still dating, but even with COVID, people are very hesitant to, you know, reach out and touch, because that adds another layer. Before it was just, oh, do I touch this person because I don't know you? Now you add the COVID layer in there. So now it kind of gives you an excuse not to touch initially. So you're not quite sure if, you know, it's a warm greeting or if that person's into you right away, because it could just be, you know, the, the COVID blocker. <laughs> you know I mean? Until you start to kind of get into the conversation. But for myself, I mean, I've, I've gone either way. I know that me being from the Northeast and being down here in Texas, the dating's different. It's very different. I'm used to, like, hey, I'll go and ask a guy out. I don't have a problem with it whatsoever. But, and then even paying for the date. Because I was always shot in my neck of the woods. If the woman asks, the woman pays. But typically the guy will say, well, let me get it. And you're like, okay, I'll get the tip. Now down here, you know, I was just going by my own dating rules from the Northeast. And then I had to quickly learn, oh, don't do that. Because they were like, oh, you're going to pay? And then they'll expect you to pay every time. Okay, I've seen that. I've experienced that. So I had to go, oh, wait a second. (laughs) I got to back up a little bit here. (laughs) Let them pay several times, too. (laughs) Several times. Don't even offer, not even the tip. Let them do it. So that was a big difference for me. That was a big difference.
2: Yeah. Let me get Jose to chime in right quick. So, Jose, how can you? Tell someone that's going on a date. How can you tell what type of, I guess, approach do they prefer?
3: For for like the paying for the bill, or what, what approach do you mean?
2: Like to be closer, you know, because I know but there are some people that are more touchy touchy, some people that like oh, okay. hugs, and people that not on the first day, you know, don't touch me. Right. What is the best way for people to know personality they have? I
3: guess. Yeah, probably not personality, because again, you could go and find comfort. And, and body language and going back to spacing certain small things such as first of all if you're going to go out where you're going observe where you are going to be interacting so if it's going to be dinner where you're going to be sitting or if it's going to be a theater or wherever you're going take that into account are you going to be sitting next to each other are you guys going to find over the middle armrest or i actually this is a funny topic because i was just talking to this, this on my social media, media and, I, and I, i'm with a partner, partner going out and I, if you guys want to answer this individually, because I want to hear it from you, from all three of you, when you go out and you're sitting dining with your spouse and partner, and you're in a booth situation, what is the "quote unquote" correct way to sit? Do you sit across from each other, or would you like to sit next to each other on the same side? So, if you guys want to answer really quick,
2: I think for me, is a
1: first date. I would prefer to sit in front. Of them. Okay, across. Yeah. And having been married for twenty years, I'm going to tell you that typically. I personally enjoy being across from them because right. I had that face conversation. Okay. Every once in a while we if it's if it's conducive, we might if it's kind of a rounded, we might sit together. But really for me I find more more intimacy sitting across from them and being able to engage them in that
3: conversation. Across. Renee, what would you say?
1: Yeah, I like going across,
0: especially because I'm not married, right? So I'm okay. going to be in a dating type of situation. Hmm. And because I like to read their body language, I want to see, are they mirroring me?
3: Right. And that's, yeah, right. that, that's a good point too, as far as reciprocating. If, if you, and the other tip one, this would be leaning in. So if you are in a booth per se, let's say, and you're talking, a lot of people, we tend to find interest and in, we lean into the topic, the conversation. So, a way to read into it, you know, or is this person completely sitting back throughout the whole date and just not necessarily consciously backing away from you, but they don't find interest in a conversation or in you, per se. So, you, so, you could take that, that as a subtle cue, you know, maybe you not know, and engaging, or maybe think that they are the to them. They, when people try to get excited, tend to get excited about something they like. We start moving their hands a lot. And we start, you know, our vocal tonality starts to change and we'll lean into the topic because we're so into it ourselves. So sometimes that's, I guess, a little trick. If you really want to, per se, pun intended, turn someone on, turn their brain on and get them engaged and interact with someone, you want to make sure that you ask them questions and conversate. Again, the verbal is just as important as a nonverbal. And so leaning in, you know, the space you're in, back to the question Carla asked, you know, how to detect people. It's that spacing, you know induced or tried leaning in. Renee just mentioned mirroring. That's another good way. If you lean in and they lean in, that's positive. If you lean in and lean back, you might want to, you know, keep looking for more cues and you know, find again some middle ground, some report to build there. And so yeah, that's that's a very good way within spacing to see if 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 that also I know it's within body language, and you heard it within mirroring and cells, their feet, the way their feet are situated, the way their feet are pointed. Some people think it's crazy, but we really we really tend to do it. If Just think yourself in a networking event. Uh, if you want to go to the bathroom, your feet start pointing towards the bathroom. If you're in a deep conversation and you have to excuse yourself, your feet start to go first because your feet have to move to get to the bathroom. Or if you just want to get away, that's an execute. Your feet will start to go whichever way your body wants to go when you start thinking about it before you even say anything. So leaning in, spacing, and the way someone's feet are positioned are a really good cue.
2: thought about the feet. Interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's true. All right, Lolly, how about you? Can you share with us some, I
1: guess, mistakes that people make or do in, in date? I think that, you know, Renee hit on one that I think I see very often with with friends or family as, as they're looking at it, a potential partner, right? Is that you, you have a tendency to move so quickly in your mind that you're already seeing, is this someone who wants children? Is this some, And you haven't even enjoyed the moment. I'm really big about being mindful and being present in the moment and and if you can try to focus in on them up front and 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 really listen in and and hear what they want you'll get your answers to your question but you'll be you'll have a much stronger connection than if you're off already in your mind planning the the rest of your lives together right and and unfortunately that's something that you do see the other thing is, you know, I'm, I'm a big advocate for women. And so I, I do run into this a lot. And I, I really strongly believe that it's important that you don't settle. You don't settle for someone who's not willing to meet you where you want to be. That you That it's for someone who doesn't treat you the way you want to be treated. I mean, I think we have to have set expectations too, but but I think that, you know, if someone is mutually respectful of you and and cares for you, that's what you're looking for. Don't accept one someone just because you're so so much wanting a partner, accept someone who's not willing to give you everything that you deserve. I have to say that when I think about the Renee's question, you know, I was I was single. I didn't get married till late in life. I got married when I was 37. And highly independent, so I tend to be willing to, if you, as you say, if I made the, if I invited somebody out, I'm willing to pay for them, right, or at least offer to pay for half. Of it. But again, goes back to that point about somebody who's not willing to speak up and say they're going to take me out, in, or pay for part of the, that's not somebody that that values you, right? If if they don't, guess what? You you have to make sure. You feel comfortable with yourself. I have a, a phrase that I lost my parents at a young age. I think I've shared this before, but something that my mother used to say. And to this day, mom's been passed away from almost 35 years ago. I still remember it very clearly. And it, it, it's, it's great advice. And I, it, she would say it in Spanish. So I'm going to say it in Spanish first and then I'll translate it. It's mejor sola que mal acompañada. And that translates into you're better off alone than in the wrong company. And you have to be very comfortable with who you are so that someone else can love you the way you need to be loved. That's my piece.
2: Thank you for that. Let me just say I will not pay for the first date. <laughs> I never did. I don't think I would even now. Nope. I, I did pay like third, maybe fourth, not the first. Mm-mm. I mean... <laughs> I am independent, but I don't, know, I don't do that.
1: <laughs> I think that's a, but, that's a good rule to follow that. So that's certainly not bad, but right. so I was, I, I have the attempts. intentions. <laughs> I want right. to be strong I don't know. And I, to independent, I So I'm, I'm, oh I God. have no problem showing you I can do whatever.
2: <laughs> right. That's true. I don't know. It was just a mental thing. I don't know. Who knows. But yeah. so one thing you, you mentioned earlier was intimacy. And I think that that, that is so important. And that's kind of, it kind of goes to what I, I don't know what I don't like about what I didn't like about dates, but what I know I did like when I dated was how could we make sure that there was some type of intimacy even early on. So like that connection that Jose talked about earlier, right? Making sure that Even in a room full of people, I am the only person they're paying attention to. And there's, you know, the body language, your body is leaning towards me. You know, your eyes are looking at me. Your hands are pointing towards me. Like I want all attention physically and, you know, eyes. And I see that 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 doesn't happen often. Sometimes, you know, when I when my husband and I go out to to dinner, we often look at the couples that are sitting in other tables and you can tell when there's no connection. It's so obvious, right? You look at the table across and one of them is on their phone the other one is like looking somewhere else with their body completely turned and it's so important to to see how can well, how are we' making that connection Where, where's the intimacy right? So we'll'll we we'll, we'll move on to intimacy for people that have been together for a while right So Jose, what what advice would you give to someone? That want to create intimacy just by being together, having that personal connection. We've been so busy with the pandemic and so many things going on. I think a lot of times couples struggle with just finding time to have intimacy because there's so many things going on around. So what what advice would you give to someone, some little things that they can do just to start to communicate and build intimacy back up?
3: Yeah, I think after longevity, you know, you've had years and you know each other and you've gotten over that, what they call the quote unquote honeymoon phase and all of the chemicals have slowed down and all of your serotonin and everything, dopamine are kind of balanced off because all those spike up at the beginning. I still would probably go back to communication and more importantly, paying attention to the small details. Because again, just like body language, you might miss a cue at the beginning and it could alter You developed. Not bad habits, but just at the beginning of any relationship, those will always come back up later. And if you didn't pay attention to the details, I think that's maybe something that uh, diminishes the intimacy that you're talking about, what people may be looking for. And if it's not spoken, then no one knows, or maybe one person does, but the other doesn't. And that goes back to communication. If it wasn't mentioned, or if it wasn't read upon through body language, that whatever topic or whatever, you know. Thing may be bothering that person from the beginning, then it just kind of goes and continues to grow and builds up, and that it bursts later in the relationship. And so, paying attention to details, I think it's very important, whether it's just communication or personalities. I'm a fan, I really do like and I follow the love languages, how people are shown appreciation, how people appreciate it. And there is a difference. I I just either, you know, if you believe in the, the five topics or whatever, I do think people are shown, like to be shown affection differently and that's definitely huge and important. For example, myself, I'm not a gift person. So whenever I get gifts, just in general, not just an intimate situation, I'm thankful, but I'm just like, I don't appreciate it as much. And it's not just because I'm not appreciative, but it's not my main go-to way of being shown affection. Things like that, again, little details that can fester and grow. And where you think you've had, that's why there's a, a topic called the halo effect and this happens with body language. And again, a lot of the first impressions and things that you're, you have all the good feels about someone and that may carry over months and years and decades. And that kind of covers the whole part of the relationship. And you think, wow, this person's so great. We have it going on, we have a, B and C, and you have a long list of good things about them. But then there, there is that bad list, the other side where if you don't acknowledge or you don't kind of carry those along into the relationship, and they will, they will come up and i think that's what interrupts even if you think you have intimacy and you've built it if you don't take care of of the bad the dirty side of things and if you don't communicate about them those are the ones that are very fragile and even the strongest relationship will break over i think the smallest of, of unspoken or insecurities because they've built and they haven't been communicated with one person or the other so within intimacy uh, just details pay attention to details what bothers people what makes people happy what they like, what they don't like. And it could mean a little bit of change of habit for one person or the other, but I'll mention this within relationship. There's a, what's it called? Comp- not compensation. There's a little bit of, you know, back and forth. It has to go 50-50. So sometimes you have to change a little bit of things. And if it means keeping up because it is a seesaw, you, you are the, the foundation for intimacy. Then that's what you have to do then to talk and communicate and make sure that it's intimacy is kept.
2: And I think one thing I've learned over the years, my husband and I have been we've been together for 21 years, I think. Been together guess, my whole adult life. <laughs> but one thing I've learned is that you have to kind of train your your significant other how you like to be appreciated. How do you like mm-hmm. to to right, just to know that that this person is thinking about you? And I think a mistake that a lot of couples make is they Show appreciation by buying gifts. So I like you mentioned that because oftentimes it 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 doesn't take any money. Really, can be something very Mm -hmm. simple like washing dishes after we cook. You know, my husband does that all the time. I cook, he washes dishes, and to me, that's the highest way for me to to, for him to show me that he appreciates me cooking.
3: So your acts of service, cleaning up
2: after me, right? And. Right, exactly. So that goes a long way, but we have to communicate that with our significant others, right? Mm -hmm. Correct. So anything else to add, podcasters? Lolly, Renee, anything else you want to add?
0: Yes, I'd like to talk about our single folks. Well, things that are coming up for Valentine's Day. What are you guys going to do for Valentine's Day? Have you thought about anything? And on the flip side of that, let's talk about Valentine's Day. And is it Valentine's Day or Palentine's Day? How, I mean, I know girls, like I have a group of girlfriends, we get together and we celebrate ourselves. We go have a Galentine's Day, brunch, lunch, dinner, whatever, you know, whenever we can get together and we just celebrate ourselves and we bring ourselves little gifts. We dress up nice. (laughs) We just have a great time, you know, and it's a thing now, right? It's supposed to be February. I believe it's February 13th. I wonder if guys do the same thing. Do You know, Jose?
1: Uh,
0: I couldn't
3: say, yeah, I couldn't say anything that guys have a day to get together before or around Valentine's. I know I like to do it and my family does it with family members. We like to show, you know, love and affection a little extra around those days uh, of a small treat or something or, you know, getting to go out to dinner. I've done it with my mom, I've done it with
1: uh, my family, I've done it with my niece. I'll give them something to show that extra love that uh, everyone else probably just gets married, but, been, but for guys, I don't think I've heard it. <laughs> I know it's important it's important for single women. But I think they've I think there's like a show or two or a movie or two centered around Valentine's Day. You know, and let's talk about on the flip side. We've talked about love and dating now. What about those people that just load, whether you're a guy or a girl. I mean, what do you, what do, you do with those <laughs> people? What tips can you give them to get through that day? <laughs> uh,
3: if, I, if I'm answering, I, I don't know. I think people, those people, definitely all had them. You've had the bad experiences,
1: and I think it's the but if you've had.
3: Or three bad experiences for yourself, just being conscious, like being able to be self-aware, what you can or may not be doing. I think it's kind of where people just have one or two experiences, now and maybe rash, it just gets more sensitive and sensitive, and uh, we just start saying no, no, I'm like I'm, I'm not going to care, and start looking like, at being single, or you know, other other possibilities. And I think that's you know, for the people who love, may have had one or two, or maybe more bad experiences, but yeah, I think I think that's what probably might be in.
2: Let I me mean, say that I had a friend that she liked to have different boyfriends. And her boyfriends always broke up with her maybe a few weeks before Valentine's Day.
3: <laughs> yeah. It's
2: horrible.
3: Yeah, that that'll do it. If 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 it's this pattern that you think it's happening to you uh for whatever reason and, and people will see it, they're like, oh, days before Valentine's, it's it's my bad luck, it's my bad omen, it happens. Um things like that will will tend to hurt people. But I think on the flip side of that, sometimes it just takes that other. Maybe you, they get a good relationship after Valentine's and that builds up to somewhere. So sometimes it's just having a little more observation details and a little bit of hope to find something that fits you.
1: I also think that you have to, you have to give yourself grace. If you, if you've had some bad relationships or you're single or you're married and you, you know, things that are, it's not the way you're used to. You have to recognize it's not that serious. Day. Yes, we try to make it fun. Be part of making it fun. Invite friends. We we don't like to go out on Valentine's Day because there's it's just packed everywhere. So we usually go the day before. And there was always this restaurant we'd go to because I love crawfish and that was my tradition, crawfish and seafood for Valentine's Day. And so we met, we always talked to people as we sit at the bar, and we met a couple of single ladies. And we just you know, invited him into the conversation. And and it was perfectly fine. I bet one of them is still a very dear, dear friend of mine, right? And she's like, you all, I can't believe that you are willing to share your husband on Valentine's Day. So I wasn't alone. And it was, you know, for me, it was getting to meet somebody new. And And again, don't overthink the situation. Enjoy it for what it is. You know, treat yourself to something nice if you don't have someone to go out with or somebody and ask them to go out. It doesn't matter if, if, you know, just because the day of love or whatever doesn't mean I can't call one of my male friends and, and invite them to come out and have a good dinner. And that, that's just the way it is. I think sometimes we, we are so hard on each other and ourselves that we just don't make the best of whatever life we can enjoy. And I also think it's when it comes down to, you know, gifts and things like that, I do enjoy gifts but only if they are well thought off, you know. So we put off buying gifts for ourselves for Valentine's Day. And we usually do it every year at the rodeo. Unfortunately, the last couple of years I missed out on. But we always buy, there's a, a jeweler there that we always um, have him make us special. And so that's our tradition. We've been doing that for 10 plus years. And so ahead of time, we're already thinking, what is it we're going to get this time? And so that makes it a lot. I think it adds to that intimacy, right? Because we know something that we've done, we enjoy it and so forth. So I that, I think that's that's the important thing is don't kill yourself over what you should or shouldn't be getting or et cetera. Just enjoy the day, make it fun, do something you enjoy doing for the person you love or for the people you love. Because like Jose says, we do it for family as well. And friends, you know, you try to make sure they know you love them and that's it.
2: Right. So to wrap things up, let's maybe think about some ideas of what what are some fun things that people can do for Valentine's Day, whether they are celebrating it with a spouse, significant other, friends, girls, <laughs> whichever one. What are some tips we can give them? Jose, you want to start?
3: Definitely, again, if you haven't or never tried or looked into love languages, the test. Chess- if you've never discussed it with family, friends, or your, or your spouse, I think it's a fun activity to do. I'm just, this is the behavioral side of me. To find out a little bit more about that person or those people you care, make it a fun activity to send them and be like, let's not tell each other. Maybe we'll discuss, you know, usually need to reading to And I think for me, I've always found luck with friends and uh, partners when doing this activity, even not on Valentine's Day, I always ask people about personalities. I do see that it tends to start building a bigger, stronger bond at the beginning, or strengthening a bond that's already been there. So for me, probably that find a personality test or the love languages and learn if you haven't or revisit it if you have. And then off of that, try to do something for the other person or that that whoever else took it with you based on that. So if they're gifts, you know, get them a gift. If they're acts of service, make sure you do something with them that's going to be valuable to them and vice versa, make sure you go back and forth. Because I know the way you receive affection is sometimes different than the way you would like to give affection. So that's why having this conversation, being aware and uh, just doing that little activity, and it could be done at home. Again, this is I'm giving you a free activity for Valentine's. You have to spend any money, uh, whether after the gifts, that's up. maybe that's up to the person. But uh, yeah, I think that's a fun activity, finding out more about that person, which causes communication, which, again, maybe it'll bring up, a, a bad point in the communication and you'll have something. And what matters there is having that conversation, whether it's going to be a tough one. But uh, after that, based on that personality or that test that you took, and then tacos is probably number two. Let's go for tacos. That's my favorite.
2: Tacos. Always yes the tacos. <laughs> Love. It. Thank you, Renee. What about you? Any tips?
0: Oh, it's funny um, that you bring this up because I was just looking at virtual game night, so you're like, I'm going to speak for our single single ladies and anybody else, you know, I just happened to see it. You can have a, someone facilitate it. I mean, it does cost some money, but it's kind of cool because you can have, you know, your best friend may be, you know, on the East coast or on the West coast and you can get other family members involved and they have different price points for the number of people that actually participate. And I mean, it looked like it was so much fun. I saw it on one of the social media platforms and I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. <laughs> I might try that. <laughs> so that's an option. Or you can create your own.
1: Yes, yeah, that sounds fun. Lolly, how about you? You know, I, I think that sometimes the simplest things can mean a lot. So I don't know about you, but we, as much social media as we do every day, When I get a card, actual written card, I'm like pretty excited. Somebody took the time to go, and God, I hate going to the post office. So that in itself is like, whoa, that's major, right? So maybe sending out a card to somebody that's, even if they're in town, and just taking a moment to say, you know, I really enjoyed the time that I spent. Let's look forward to doing something again soon. I think that, again being the strong advocate for women, I'm gonna to have to throw in my little pitch here and say, I think it's most important for you to learn to love yourself before others can love you. Because then you know what you can ask people to give you back. So that that I will I will stand on that one any day. And I wish everyone all the love they so desire on Valentine's Day. I you know, but remember that to get love you have to that love
2: love is a two-way street that is very very true so thank you so much for hearing that i agree with you i think sometimes we have to make sure that we're taking care of ourselves first and a lot of women often think that somebody has to validate that is valentine's day and that they should be celebrated you don't have to wait for anyone if you want to celebrate yourself go buy yourself something nice right we don't need to wait for anyone so I hope that this was helpful for everyone. Let's thank our guest speaker again. Jose, thank you so much for making time to join us and sharing some of your wisdom about body language. I think we all learn a lot. Anything else that you want to share with our audience about what you do and and some of the things that maybe they can do to to find out more about what you do and follow you?
3: No, I think we spoke. There's a lot of good questions, you know, and, and I was thinking about that. We were having a dating, it was mentioned a dating topic episode but the fact that we touched on from beginning to you know starting a starting or meeting someone to first dates, second dates and also we went into long-term relationships i think that's very important and the fact that communication just matters that much in each part along the way of the journey of any relationship or dating so um just keep my, my company, my tag phrase is your nonverbals are showing. Keep that in mind that if the body language is there. Your body language is going to be showing. That's very important to also know. We, we talked about reading people and what we could do, but your body language will show. If, if you like or dislike something or someone and something goes on, that will be there. And it's very important just to be keep it top of mind as much as everything else that you have. So, you know, put the phones away. I think Lolly said something, be in the present, and uh, make sure that you're picking up on those cues or what may be happening that you could miss and probably hinder or, you know, make your, your dating process go better. And as far as where you know people are learning, and where you could be find me, I'm definitely on social media. Everything's at your nonverbals, so your nonverbals are showing. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Instagram is one of my go-to. And uh, I will be having some content too. I will say, shameless plug, I do have my own podcast too that goes over these topics. My highest viewed podcast or listened to is the Body Language of Attraction. So there's a topic there as well. If anyone wants to go listen to that um, in a good resource as well.
2: Excellent. Thank you Excellent. so much. Happy Valentine's Day, everyone. Enjoy, yes. be love. give love. Uh, and thank you for listening.
1: Thank you. So this was such an insightful episode. Many of us have experienced love at least once in our lives. As mentioned, it can be the most exciting thing, but it can also cause us heartache, unfortunately. But what is that old saying, Have to better to have love than not, right? And, and so you've got to kind of put yourself out there. As promised, here's how to join us as an audience member on our next show episode. We hope that you're as excited as we are. We ask you to go to our True Talk Cafe Facebook page. And send us a request to attend episode five as an audience member. Be sure to use the hashtag TTCEP5. Again, hashtag TTCEP5. We will respond to your request with our podcast website link. And that's HTTPS colon backslash podcast. fm backslash true-talk dash cafe, where you'll need to enter your preferred email address for us to be able to send you the audience link. We also send all members a reminder the day before showing so that you'll you'll be ready and, and prepared to join us. It's going to be so much fun to have you join us live. As always, we welcome your feedback. So please let us know your thoughts about today's show. Leave a comment or review. We will respond to all comments please be nice though. We love to hear your thoughts about today's episode. Let us know how you rate it. I really learned so much today, Jose. I really can't thank you enough for that. And again, how important is that communication in any relationship that you you do? Again, rate our episode and we appreciate you tuning into our podcast. We do hope you will join the TTC Crew Facebook page. Again, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook using at True Talk Cafe. Please use hashtag TTC Talks or True Talks Tuesday. With that, we are looking for recommendations for discussion topics in the future. But we want to be sure that we're giving you content that you feel is valuable. To you. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button. And thank you for listening. We hope that you will join us for our next podcast episode. We will be focused on Black History Month, and I think we'll have another guest interview joining us next month as well or on the next call. This is sure to be an engaging conversation. If it's the person I think it is, I think you'll enjoy the conversation a lot. So join us again. Talk to you soon, and happy Valentine's Day to everyone.
0: Happy Valentine's Day. Bye, everyone. Happy
3: Valentine's Day.
1: Bye-bye.